0: going to study our best tonight, amen, and see Jesus in another book of the Bible, review what we've already learned about seeing him in books of the Bible, amen, and get deeper and deeper in love with the Word of God. The Word of God is quick, the Bible says, powerful, amen, stronger than anything, able to do all things, the Word of God, amen, amen, And uh, how many of you have meditated in the Word since last time we studied? Anybody meditated in the Word? Anybody? I see one hand. Anybody meditated in the Word? Wonderful. Amen? Anybody, as you meditated, heard some fresh things from the Lord about His Word? You can always hear something fresh from the Lord about His Word. Amen? Every time you go to it, you can find something fresh in there even if you say, now after. I mean, I'm looking at the first two words in the book of Joshua, it says, now after. Amen, you can get something out of that. Because the Bible is supernatural. Amen? It is supernatural, full of power. And if you meditate on it, the Lord will speak to you out of it. Why would he do that? Because he wants you to know his heart. He wants you to know his mind. He wants you to know his will. So that happens when you meditate on the word of God. Anybody looked at a different translation of the Bible this week? I saw some heads bobbing up and down. That's a good thing. Amen. Because we we studied from the King James Version of the Bible, but we do know that there are many, many others. Modern English translations of the Bible, right? so we can understand it better. So when we, see, when we see phrases that we don't understand, we can go to a modern English translation and find out, oh, that's what it means, amen? So even though we might read 1611 English, uh, there's 2018 English. And the Lord wants us to have clarity in understanding his words. So tonight, we're gonna look for a little while at the book of Joshua, what book? Joshua. Okay. We're going to look at the book of Joshua, which, which comes after what? Deuteronomy. Which comes after Deuteronomy. So what did we say about Deuteronomy? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. What did we learn about those books of the Bible? They're called the Pentateuch, correct? All right. So now tonight we're going to study Joshua. Is Joshua a part of the Pentateuch? Hmm? Is it? I need an answer. Yes or no? Oh, I don't know. No. How do you know it's not a part of the Pentateuch? Hmm? How do you know it's not a part of the Pentateuch? Because Moses didn't write it. Okay, there you go. How else do we know that it's not a part of the Pentateuch? It's not one of the first five, okay, because Pentateuch can be broken up in two parts. Penta means five, okay. So which book of the Bible is Joshua? Six. The sixth. So that's how we know that it's not a part of the Pentateuch, okay. So you don't got to be a big time Bible scholar to even know that. Hallelujah. Amen. And this study is a part of of communicating that you didn't got to be a a big-time Bible scholar that studied it 49,000 years to understand what it means. So, let's look at the book of Joshua. Okay, Uh, let's go to Joshua chapter 1. Are you there? All right. And we're, and I, I first want us to go to chapter 1, verse number 8. Are you there? Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8. Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8. And it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein, day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have what? Thou shalt have what? Good success. success. This particular verse in this book of Joshua is, is known as the theme of the book of the entire book of Joshua, okay? And it's called the the theme of the book because all throughout this book of the Bible, the Lord is calling his people to hold fast to his word, to remember his word, to believe his word. Now, in this age, did everybody have their own Bible? No, everybody didn't have their own Bible. So how is it that they were supposed to meditate in the Word day and night if they didn't have a Bible? How could they do that? They're being taught. Where was the the Word being taught at in this historical time period? In their houses, at home. At home. So, so at home, they were supposed to be hearing it and they were supposed to be meditating in it. And periodically, when they would go to the temple for temple worship, then they would hear it all together. Okay? Um, but this is the central theme of the whole book. Meditate in the word of God. Don't let it get away from you. Okay? So, as, as was, uh, was highlighted... Moses did not write the book of Joshua. Who do you imagine wrote the book of Joshua? Joshua. Joshua wrote it. So what are we seeing about these early fathers of faith? They could write. They were literate. (laughs) And communicate clearly. So, so, did they, so were they just figureheads, just standing up, leading the people? No. They were brilliant men, weren't they? With, with how many assignments? One? No. How, multiple assignments. Okay? So this book was written by Joshua. Okay? Uh, and and how, how, did, how did Joshua get developed in writing a book? Watching Moses, following Moses, learning from Moses. Because who did Moses learn from? God, the best teacher, right? So, uh, Mo- and Joshua was Moses' assistant for, for how long? A minute? Hmm? How long? Two, three years? (laughs) Forty. Thank you. He was he was Moses' assistant for 40 years. If you with somebody for 40 years, aren't you supposed to learn something? Amen. But we know some people been somewhere forty years and they don't they don't know much more now than they did when they started, right? Say that's not me. Say that's not me. Amen. Okay, so so Joshua was Moses' assistant and successor. And he was also one of the 12 spies that Moses sent into the promised land once they got on the other side of the Red Sea, right? What what would be a characteristic that you already know that Joshua had? He had faith, yes. Give me another characteristic of Joshua that you might already know that he had. Cur- courage. He had a lot of courage. What else do you know about Joshua? He had integrity. What else do you know about Joshua? He was a leader. What else do you know about Joshua? That's it. Thank you. I got. I got double. I got a chorus here. Two people. Obedient. He was obedient. Amen. First to the Lord and second to who? Moses. Okay, so we know some things already about Joshua, the kind of person, was he an identical clone of Moses? No, he was not an identical clone of Moses. How do we know that? How do we know that? What kind of heart did Moses have? Moses had a tender heart, right? All the people had to do was start whining and crying and complaining. And what will Moses do? Run to the Lord and find and ask the Lord to beg and plead with the Lord to do something for them. Help them out. Fix them, right? What about Joshua? Not so much. <laughs> not, so, not so much. And we do know that that when when Moses sent the spies into the promised land to check it out, see what was up, um, 12 of them went and 10 came back whining and complaining and two came back saying, we're well able to take this. We ain't no grasshoppers. And two people said that. Who was one of those two? Joshua. Joshua. Okay, Joshua. Zealous for God. He was a gangster warrior. Say gangster. He didn't have no gun, but he was a gangster. Amen? Are you getting this? Amen. So he was a gangster warrior, and even though he had a different personality from from Moses, he was was chosen by God to be the leader. And when we finished uh, the last book of the Bible, Deuteronomy, we saw that there was a transition from Moses Leadership to Joshua's leadership. And so now here we are in the book of Joshua, chapter one, seeing the beginnings of Joshua's leadership of God's people. So I want you to look at your Bible again, Joshua, chapter one, and I want you to read it with me. Ready? Go. Be strong and of a good courage. That was just me. Are you there? Joshua chapter one, verse six, I'm sorry. Are you there? Are we all there? On the way? There, okay. Joshua chapter one, verse six. Ready, read. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers To give them stop. What was the first sentence of this chap of this verse? Okay, read the first sentence again. Go and of a good courage. Okay, verse seven. Are you there? Let's read verse seven. Ready and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper. Whithersoever thou goest. Whithersoever thou goest. Do verse 6 and 7 sound similar? Yes or no? Yes. yes. Okay, go down to verse 9. Ready? Verse 9, go. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. What are you noticing? Repetition. What does repetition mean? Repeating... The same thing over and over who's the person speaking and he's repeating what the same thing over and over and over okay all right glory to God so what I'm wanting you to see there is that um, the Lord is wanting them to get the understanding that they're gonna need what? Courage. They're going to need courage and he wants them to be weak. He wants them to be what? He wants them to be strong. And And very courageous, right? Right, okay. So now, we're at the place where the nation of Israel is about to move into the promised land. And who's in charge? Joshua, right? So had they been at this place before? Do you remember that they were at this place before? And when they were at this place before, who was the leader? Moses. And they were supposed to cross over into the promised land, did they? No, they didn't. Why? They were afraid of the giants. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. And so the spies that went came back and told everybody, oh, there's giants there, it's good, it's good, it's good, but we, 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 we can't take them because they's bigger than us. <laughs> right? And so, and, so, and so did they go into the Promised Land? No. But, but Joseph, Moses said, well, we, but the Lord said, go. And they said, what? Well, we don't care. We ain't going. Right? So, so because they said that, uh, then they, they, they didn't get to go into the promised land for how long? 40, Forty hours? Forty years. Why? Because they did not believe. They did not what? They did not believe. Now, here we are, in this passage, it's 40 years later. It's 40 years later. And all the old heads, as we say, they've all died off. Because the Lord said that's what was going to happen out there for them in the wilderness, since they didn't believe God. That's why it's imperative with us to believe what the Bible says. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter if you are scared, believe God. Amen. Amen. And so and so now it's 40 years later, and they're right, they're back at the same place, but now it's the next generation, the younger generation. They're their children, their children's children. And Joshua's leading, and now it's time for them to cross into the promised land. They didn't believe the old spies, the old spies, where they at? Most of them dead, except who? Joshua and Caleb because they, the Bible says they wholly followed the Lord and they believed him. So now it's time to go into the promised land. So now it's time for new spies. So the Bible says that, um, new, that, that Joshua sent spies into the promised land. Forty years passed, now we're sending the spies again. Okay, let's, the Holy Ghost is saying, let's try this one more time. So Joshua doesn't send 12 spies. He sends two. Wonder why? Two are better than one. Right? This time, the spies are going to to find out how best to enter the city. How best to try to take it over. Okay? And so he sends two spies and they go in to the promised land, to the first city they were assigned to take. And the name of the first city they were assigned to take is Jericho. They were assigned to take the city of Jericho. Okay? So, let's go to Joshua chapter 2, next book of the Bible. I mean, next chapter in this book. Joshua chapter 2. Are you there? Okay, I'm going to start at verse 1. And it says, And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out to Shittim two men to spy secretly. Okay, now just so you know, Shittim is a, is a part of the Jericho region. Okay. He sent them to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into a house a harlot's house, named Rahab, and lodged there. Now, these are two Israeli men going into the city of Jericho to check it out after 40 years had passed, correct? And um, to, to view the land and to see how best they can capture it. And so when they go there, They don't want to be found out, because they're there as spies. And so they go to the home of this lady named Rahab, the harlot's house. Why would they go to such a place? Why would they go to such a place? Have you read this before, Christian people? Have you heard this before? Yes, Okay. So now we're studying. So study means, why? Why would they go there? Huh What'd she say? <laughs> okay, Why would they go there? Men frequently went there. OK? They're coming in is, so so were men were men coming and going at that house? Okay? So so, uh, and she wasn't talking about who was coming and going, was she? Was she accustomed to just blurting out who's there? Telling everybody all over town who was at her house? No. So, so them going there was strategic. Say strategic. They didn't just go there for any old reason. They went there because they could be undetected as spies. Or they were at least, there there was a smaller possibility that they could be detected as spies because somebody was always coming and going at that house. Are you getting this? Okay. I told you Joshua was smart. Okay. And the men he sent out were smart. Okay. So, so there they are going to uh, spy out the land and they go to the home of, of this lady named Rahat and lodge there. Verse 2. Are you, are you with me? It says, and it was told the king of Jericho saying, behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. All right, back up. Verse 1, and Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim two men despised secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into and harnessed his house, named Rahab, and lodged there. And verse 2 says, and. Okay? So, let's use modern English, because they were sent there to be on the low. They were coming into the city on the DL. Okay, Um, so verse 2 begins with the word and. I want you to change it to but. Okay, but it was told the king of Jericho, saying, behold, there came men in hither tonight of of the children of Israel to search out the country. They went there thinking they would be undetected, but were they detected? They were detected. They were found out anyway, okay? Verse 3, and the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men which are come to to thee, which are in and into thine house, for they be come to search out all the the country. Verse 4, and the woman took the two men and hid them, and said thus, there came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. What does wist mean? What, what would you think it means? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where they came from. Okay? That's what she's saying. All right? Verse 5, And it came up to pass about the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out. With it, whither the men went, I wot not. I wot not. What does that wot not mean? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm? Yes, past tense for went. <laughs> they went out there. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. But she had brought them to the roof of the house and hid them with the stalks of flax which she had laid in order upon the roof. And so the, and so the spies were what? Protected, Right? They were protected. All right. And so now they have the sense that we are able to take this land. Um, But while they're at Rahab's house, she starts having a conversation with them after the king's men leave. And in the conversation with them, she says, our people are terrified of your people. In case y'all don't know, my people are terrified of your people, and uh, and 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 they know you're coming. But I'm saying, when y'all come, hook a sister up. <coughs> Look out for me, my mama, my daddy, everybody kin to me. Okay. <laughs> That's, that's in essence what she was communicating. (laughs) Amen. Okay. Look at verse 12, chapter two, verse 12. She says, now, therefore, I pray you swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token. And that you will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they had and deliver our lives from death. What? Deliver our lives from death. Deliver our lives from what? Deliver our lives from death. Okay okay skip over to verse 18. are you there because now the israel these two israelite spies are giving her their word that when they come back to take over she and her mom and them papa and them they're gonna be all good verse 18 says behold when we come into the land that thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window which thou didst let us down by." What does that mean that thou didst let us down by? It means that after, after the king's men came looking for them, they, she let them down by a rope from her house which was on the top like on the top of the city wall. And they said, use this same scarlet thread, bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou did let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee, and it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless. What does that mean? Any of your kinfolk that go outside, it's on them, okay? His blood, shall be, his blood shall be on our head if any hand be upon him. And if thou utter this our business, which then we will be quit of thine oath. What does that mean, quit? Release from thine oath which thou hast made us to swear. And she said, according to, unto your words, so be it. And she sent them away and they departed and she bound the scarlet line in the window. What is the scarlet line? The red cord, the red thread. Okay. Jesus is here in the book of Joshua. Because Rahab is, is negotiating with the spies for her household, right? And that they be saved alive and all that we have and deliver our lives from death. What was it that would deliver them from death? Hmm. The red cord, the red cloth. Which represents the blood. Have you seen this scenario before in the in the first five books of the Bible? Where somebody where where somebody were saved alive because of blood? Who did you see get saved alive? because of blood. The Israelites, because did they get a similar instruction to this instruction? Okay, in this situation they're, they're being said, here's the red cord, put it in your window. Everybody inside will be safe, will be saved alive. Any of your kinfolk get any bright ideas of their own and go out in the street, they're on their own, right? Same thing when children of Israel were in Egypt, they were given an instruction by God through Moses: get the blood, do what with the blood, put it on the doorpost. Everybody inside would be saved alive. Everybody on the outside their firstborn, would wake up dead. What saved alive? What is it that that, that is represented here that can save you alive? The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. So here, God is talking to his people and talking to us Yet again, and and, and on purpose communicating that connecting with the blood of Jesus is the way to be saved. Physically saved, spiritually saved, emotionally saved, saved. By the power of the what? The blood of Jesus. Are you getting this? This is making sense to you. Do you see how the the word keeps connecting, connecting, connecting? Do you see how Jesus now is seen? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and now we're into Joshua? And you know what? There's more. But we're gonna stop there for tonight. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory. (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. All right. Did you get something out of this tonight? Glory to God. So I want to exhort you um, to read the book of Joshua um, this week reading the book of Joshua, so you'll be ready as we continue studying next time, seeing Jesus in every book of the Bible. Amen. And the Lord is constantly setting his people up and setting us up and bringing remembrance, bringing back to our remembrance that he is about loving us, taking care of us, and that the blood of Jesus is always available to save, to heal, to deliver, to set free, to make whole. Amen? Amen.